Hello, and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. This is Matt. I'm Matt, too. We are in part two. Part two. Of chapter 1A. You ever see that movie Hot Shots? Hot Shots Part Two? I have. Every time I hear part two, I think in my head part due as a result. Okay. So we're on we're, to... we're starting off well, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we are. So <laughs> if you're driving in a car, please pull over now because this conversation may be... Right. Really if if you do a sleepy. thing like a if you do something like a, a nighttime meditation or some hypnosis therapy, this might be a perfect opportunity for you. Excellent. Let's talk about SLOs. So SLOs, student learning objectives. It is a part of the chapter 180 performance evaluation and professional growth law. Um, it is under the realm of student growth, which we talked a little bit about in the last podcast. Uh, if you missed that one, I uh, I would demand that you go back and listen to it. I demand. Demand. I demand. Yes. Stop um, listening now. Go back and download and listen again. Right. And still don't drive. No, don't drive. Don't drive during it. Okay. So, but the but we talked about student growth and permissible measures and all that other pre and whatnot. One of the things that it does say in the law is that to obtain growth information, the knowledge and skills must have been assessed before the student is taught or led by the teacher principal and after there must be comparable pre-assessment and post-assessments okay. to measure the growth of the student. This is where the SLO comes into play. Okay. So an SLO, we have to do it. SAUs must use an SLO framework, a student learning objective framework. It doesn't necessarily say that there's a template to use. It right. doesn't say that there's a particular way in which it can be done. There are some schools that under like the TIF grants had specific, really meticulous SLO mm -hmm. rules to follow. Um, so we must establish in our P in our handbook criteria for the identification of content standards, okay. selection of assessments, okay. setting the growth targets. Okay. If it says if applicable, but it should be applicable at all times. That, that's so. kind of a really important part of the SLO. Sure. The size of the instructional cohort and the length of instructional interval of time. Okay, I got a question for you right there. Sure. Why is the size of an instructional cohort in there? What? Well, why does size matter? Is that what you're asking me here? Yes. So, so afraid it, to speak. So it doesn't really matter, but it's in there because um, if you're if you're teaching a classroom, if you have like if you have six classrooms, mm -hmm. five of those classrooms are twenty plus students, and one of those classrooms is four students. Mm -hmm. You, as an educator, will obviously actually th theoretically should have more direct in individualized impact on those mm -hmm. four than the 20. That's being, that's a gross generalization. Sure, of course. But every generalization is false in the specific, I understand. But so we're, we're, we're looking at, the, that does that does matter. So if we want to see comparable, if you're doing, if you're looking at a, a cohort of 20 kids, if that's your normal classroom, mm -hmm. that's what it should kind of be. That's where this is going to see how are you impacting students? So is this size of the cohort, is that implemented in the system ahead of time? So you have to have like a minimum number of students? Yeah, that, and that comes into the teacher of record rules gotcha. b beforehand. That There have to be these things. If you're going to be doing an SLO or student growth, it all has to be laid out ahead of time. You have to know what your cohort is going to be ahead of time. As a teacher, right. you have these protections that, sure. that you have. So you, can, you, you, you can't just be 
uh, at the last second, an administrator comes and say, do an SLO on this particular group. No, 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 no. You don't. That's not how it's done. Administrator right. can't do that. You've yeah. you've got to be you're protected to make sure that you know the students are with you eighty percent of the time. And if you're going to do this, they you have to have to know what these groups are. These kids are ahead of time. You know the classroom. You know the cohort, and you agree to that basically with your evaluator. Okay. So if I am one of those teachers that has uh, as you mentioned before, like six, five classrooms of 20 plus and one of a handful, yeah. like single digits. Do as a teacher, do I get to pick or do I have to, I have to obviously follow whatever the rules are uh, that are laid out there. But if it's, if it's applicable, if it's allowed, I guess I could pick that smaller class. Absolutely. If it, it's allowed in the system. It all depends on that. Depends on the local. It doesn't, the it doesn't teacher choice here. It doesn't stipulate that you have to choose like the biggest or the normed. Sure. Uh, level or the most the, whatever the, the your average classroom it doesn't say that yeah uh, that comes into the local district uh, committee's sure. decision so whatever the make. decision is you can just follow that and then uh, as you said before it's not about the administrator choosing this for you the teacher chooses this with the targets ahead of time right. so everything is done ahead of time that that is going to be your your slo um, opportunity almost sure right yeah so it's it, it's not like uh, tomorrow i'm going to start with this one Right now, just randomly, it it, it it shouldn't be that way. I mean, it, technically, it could be if it's done. You know, sure. if if you're in a small enough school and you know what the cohorts are going to be, and the cohorts, generally speaking, don't change much, mm-hmm. then could you just do one? You might be able to, sure, on your own and say that I want to count this for my SLO. Yeah, absolutely, you can, but that depends on the individual system, um, okay. and and it all depends on making sure that those other teacher of record things. Run are are you know those check those boxes are checked. Okay, so that I think that leads me into my next question was about the last part on here about the length of the instructional interval of time. So that's allowed for any teacher to pick how long this SLO is going to take. Yes, right, and it could be a really short amount of time. Could be two weeks. It could be uh, from one year to the next almost, right? rarer but it's allowed right that is rare because again from the from here from if we were to do like a fall to fall Mm -hmm. assessment or a i don't know a year plus Mm -hmm. slo as long as that student is if like a teacher loops with the students that's what i'm thinking that's where it could come into play Mm -hmm. if if the teacher the student moves to another another teacher another classroom that's where you can't really do the year to year stuff right Unless it meets that eighty percent teacher of record time, right? That's what but, we mentioned all that last last yes. part, right? But you could do a thing where you do a fall assessment and a spring assessment, for sure. example, an NWEA. Yep. I know a lot of teachers would use the NWEA or the Ameswebb or the Star or whatever. Mm-hmm. You do it in the fall and you do it in the spring. Okay, some teachers will use that as their sure. SLO. Yep. How are they going Im- so to? So the length uh, of instructional interval of time would be between NWEAs. Mm-hmm. Um. And of course, as we mentioned the last time too, if you do the standardized, you also have to do a local, mm-hmm. okay, um, for permissible measures. So okay, so so what I really what I what I latched onto with this, okay, is and I think it got missed may have gotten missed by a lot of districts. Is they says use of certain use use of student learning objectives. That's the header. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people districts said, oh, 
how do we do SLOs? How do we do this stuff? And they went to trainings and how so there's still stuff coming into Maine for sure. all these trainings and whatnot. And it gets really psychometric really fast. Mm-hmm. And you get these long tables and charts and things. And it becomes a place where like just boxes have to be filled in. Yeah. I and like, I don't like that. I don't like that either. I, 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 that, that is not really growth and developmentally focused. And mm-hmm. the last thing that our teachers need is another piece of busy work. Exactly. So why I, one of the things that I love about this is that first line, it must use a student learning objectives framework. Mm-hmm. So what's the framework of an SLO? Okay. And here's, here's how we break it down in my district. Okay. You ready? Okay. Sit down. This is, this, this is going to be pretty intense. I'm ready. You do a pre-assessment. Okay. You figure out where all your students are and you develop your growth targets yeah. based on whatever your interval time. You already established that. Six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. Sure. You have your cohort. So you do a pre-assessment. You measure your growth targets. You teach. You teach some more. You do some more teaching. At the end of that interval of time, you know what you do? What do you do? You give a post-assessment. What? And then you review those data. Mm-hmm. And see if they grew to the hmm. target that they should have grown. And if they did, great. Why did they grow? Where are they? How do you move on from there? Mm-hmm. If they didn't, great. Why didn't they go, go so far? Mm-hmm. What happened? What impacted instruction during that time? And what do they need to do still? To me, that sounds something like, let, let, me, let me think, um, good teaching. Right, exactly. Okay. So... In my, in my humble, very humble opinion, um, this is where that magic of the SLO in the law comes into play because it's a frame, the SLO, the, the, the law requires a framework. It doesn't require a specific template or guideline or go to some psychometric data wonks sure. who are telling you what to do. What it really comes down to is just good teaching that our teachers already do. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of saying, share what you do. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Share the growth of your learners. How are you being intentional upon upon your design of your instruction and of your assessment? Are you just kind of winging it? That's not enough. That's not very effective. Mm. But are you being intentional with it? Are you being purposeful? Are you looking at what you're doing and saying, "Well, Susie here needs to get to this particular standard or this particular level because she can and in this amount of time." But Sarah. Maybe not so much. Maybe it needs a different target. And that's the thing. Not all kids have to have the same growth target. They can be varied based on their individual needs. Mm-hmm. It's just good teaching. Sounds a lot easier than some of the some of the ways it's been explained to me. I, I, if nothing else for this particular topic in this particular area, I hope that this can help clarify. And so people can bring to their, their classrooms and their schools, what are we doing and why can't we simplify it? Because really, this is all it's asking us to do. It's not asking us to do a particular SLO model. It's a framework. So what does a framework mean? And where's, where's, that, where, where's that level of flexibility, autonomy, and personalization that we can have in order to make it work? And it really comes down to effective teaching, like you said. So we want some feedback from you. So if you Please. liked this episode, uh, A, share it with the people around you. Sharing is caring. I, I have heard that. Uh, we are on... Um, a Facebook page. It's called Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt and Matt and, and there's, Matt. There's, there's Matt's and Matters and Matt's and Matters and Matt's. Yeah, it's all over. You'll find us. Yeah. You'll find us. 
Okay. And we're on Twitter too, Main Ed Matters. Yeah, that's right too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's Thank true. you so much. We are going on to part three next, which is about peer supports and mentoring. We Ooh. will be with you next week about that. All right. Bye. Bye.